Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Snap, the Saturday Night Adult Party, where you get to learn about sexual positions, sexual relationships, and, uh, well, pretty much anything sexual. Sexual quirks. Sexual quirks. There you go. It's going to be sexual kinks. There (laughs) you go. And that, of course, is my co-host, Monica. Jones, I'd like to thank her for being my co-host, and I am your host, Victor Gouveia, Uh, and uh, remember, if you like what you're about to hear, slam down that like button, and definitely share it with your friends, and get the word out that we exist, and of course, subscribe to the network. If you want to hear more from us, and uh, if you want to be notified when we go live, hit the notification bell, um, and you'll be notified when we go live or upload a new video. Of course, if you don't like YouTube, you can always listen to us on podcasts, uh, be it Apple, Google, or Spotify. Um, of course, if you don't have a device with which to play podcasts on, you can always listen, ask Alexa to do it. Uh, she actually can find whose blind life is it anyway. And, um, and there's she Q-Cast. can play it for you. I'm sorry? There's QCast. Yep, there's QCast and stuff like that. So uh, check us out there. And, of course, if you want a copy of the audio or video for the show or any show that's broadcast on our network, let me know at whoseblindlifeisitanyway at gmail.com or text me or DM me, rather, on uh, Facebook or Twitter, and I will send you a folder link that houses all of our episodes in both video and audio on Dropbox. So this week we're we're like I mean we're gonna let the kinks out of our hose per se, <laughs> uh, and we're gonna talk about kinks and fetishes on today's show. Um, what kinds there are, what uh, how to talk to your partner about them, and uh, how to feel quote-unquote, normal about them. Um, I mean, granted, some are accepted and some aren't. And really, it doesn't matter if they are accepted or not by others. What matters is they're accepted by you. And you enjoy it. As always... I'm sorry? And your partner enjoys it. Well, no, no, well, no. I mean, not necessarily your partner has to enjoy it with you, but they have to at least accept the fact that you're into that and not make you feel freaky for it. I mean, so many, uh, a lot of dangers come when our partners ridicule us or shame us for feeling or wanting to do something sexually or uh, relationship-wise that uh, would otherwise be avoided in civilized society, so to speak. Well, that's why I said, that's why I brought the partner into it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
No, no, good point. It is a good point. Um, I mean, I mean, don't always enjoy necessarily the same things. But right, I'm yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, okay, let's face it. Certain things are classified as kinky. I mean, in the description for the show, I mentioned anal play. And I realized that uh, Kanye West, who is married to a Kardashian, enjoys anal play with his partner. And I can, I guess I can say that she probably enjoys it too because she's either giving it to him or whatever. I don't know the... I don't know what his private life is like, so I'm not even going to speculate. But... Um, I mean, that is that kinky, or is that just what some people like? You never really can tell. It, I think it. I think kinky is such a. What is the term I'm looking for? It's. It's one of it's it's one of those things that's relative. Uh, you know, what might be kinky to you might mm -hmm. not be kinky to another set of people. And you know, it's ironic that you said it's relative because having sex with a family member <laughs> is kind of kinky uh, too. <laughs> not to mention incestuous. <laughs> no, I mean, me absolutely. Sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, for example, masturbation is normal, or at least civilized deems it normal. However, masturbation to naked Barbie dolls, civilization thinks of that as abnormal, <laughs> which is weird. I, I've I mean, never seen anything on a Barbie doll that would make me want to masturbate if I was into masturbating a doll. Well, I mean, like I said, it, it could be it could be the fact that um, people view Barbie dolls as androgynous, uh, or maybe the lack of genitalia actually adds to the fetishistic attitude of it. I don't know. It all depends. But aside from that, you know, it's like, why is that any different than masturbating to a dirty magazine or a pornographic movie of some kind? Oh, I thought you were talking about masturbating the doll itself. <laughs> That's why I was... Oh, no, I no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. I meant... I, well, I don't know. I Can don't. you? I mean, does Barbie even have something to masturbate? Well, not that I ever saw. But, you know, <laughs> I can't imagine her doing that. Yeah, I was, I was beginning to think you were kinky. For a <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, different things are known as kinky subjects or fetishistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, S and M domination—that's fetishistic. Am I hey, saying that right? Fetishistic? Some of, some of my husbands thought I was kinky for wanting to take a shower together. Exactly. So, you know, 
and we were just talking about that off off uh, off air um and and you know it's 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 really funny because one of our future episodes will focus on polyamory uh, which is when you have more than one partner uh, in a committed relationship and everyone's aware of each other and you habitat you ha- live in the same habitat uh, in the same home or apartment or something like that and um, Monica was saying how she would have a problem doing that and I can understand that. But some people don't. I actually know of uh, a couple of examples where polyamory worked well and another example where it didn't. Um, heck, even I was par- part of a polyamorous relationship um, that I think it worked out well. Um, but I'm digressing. We're talking about kinks and fetishes, and I mean, some things you gotta know. You are not abnormal. Others may think your kinks or fetishes would be abnormal, but you are not. You should be comfortable with your kink or fetishes. You should definitely look for support groups or other uh, like-minded individuals in Facebook groups or email groups, for example, that have the same mindset. And you guys can get together and compare notes. Uh, who knows? Maybe if you're single, you might actually meet someone on those Facebook groups or email groups and uh, fall in love. You never know. But, I mean, let's face it. Facebook and email groups, between those two, there are groups for every kink and fetish known to man. Yeah. I mean, I I can't even tell you how many I've seen over the years. You might have a fetish where you like to be hung up by your uh, genital hairs and you can probably find a group for that if you are (laughs) (laughs) you know it's interesting that you say that because I watched a program the other day about how uh, empathetic a person is by how he reacts to someone being kicked in the nuts Ouch. Right, exactly, exactly. Some people will, you know, at some point, at some point, wince and actually uh, look away when he sees someone being hit mm. in the nuts. In oh, sorry, in in the balls. For those who don't know what nuts are. <laughs> And no, I don't mean pecans. Oh, um, I thought you were talking about cashews and peanuts. <laughs> see? Okay, okay. <laughs> I thought I was talking about crazy people. But no, yeah, <laughs> we're talking about um, balls. <clears throat> but 
like I said, I mean, why are you humming? Oh, I, can't, I don't know. I just caught myself. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. There's there's one for the there's one for the books. <laughs> I'm happy. How does that work? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. So again, you know, I I mean, it was it was interesting, and uh, the more empathetic you are, the more you wince or and look away, or or. You know, just just empathize with that person being hit in the balls. And that's kind of an attitude I wish everybody had. That way people wouldn't feel so afraid to talk about with their partner um, about anything, sexual or otherwise. I mean, did you have problems talking to any of your husbands about certain things? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of my husbands, and shut up, Victor. Okay. Because <laughs> I know where your head's going. Uh, yes, so. ma'am. <laughs> one one of my husbands um he uh we decided to take a shower together uh -huh. and um and I was lathering him up and soaping him up and he told me I was doing it wrong <laughs> and I was doing it wrong because I didn't I didn't do it exactly the way he does it when he bathes himself. Well, I wasn't exactly looking to bathe him. I was looking to <laughs> turn him on. <laughs> but <All> right. <laughs> and uh, then I had. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we go on, I should warn everyone. I don't know how I forget this every week. Um, this program talks about sex and relationships openly and with explicit language we do not mince words we do not hide words we use real talk and we call it as it is a pussy is a pussy a cock is a cock fucking is fucking in other words we're dirty minded individuals let's just yeah, that too. That too. Yes. So please beware. If you are under the age of 18, please get an adult if you want to keep listening. Um, if you're not, shut us off. Maybe tell your parents about us and they can watch. <laughs> but uh, please be aware of that. And if you are an adult and you're super sensitive, then we may not be the program for you. But we hope yes. that we'll say something that uh, might make you feel comfortable talking or sharing or, mm -hmm. you know. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, so. But 
then I had one of my husbands thought that uh, sex was a requirement of marriage. And I, you know, you tell me that story every time and I get freaked out about that. Oh, I, well, I don't think I've told it to the general public uh -huh. that many times. Right, right, right. Uh, no, you've, you've told me though. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you lots of stuff. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, every time you tell me that story, it just, it just, you know, floors me that your husband thought that way. And, and how long were you married to him? 10 years. It's amazing you lasted that long. Yeah. Uh, I actually uh, neglected before we went on air to check the uh, the announcement I made this week to see if anyone comment on it. Which announcement was that? About the program today. Yeah. Um, I don't guess I saw it. <laughs> but then I didn't make it to Facebook today. I'm sorry? I didn't make it to Facebook today. Okay. Do you not do that a lot? Or, or was it because of the storm? For those who, who, who are wondering, uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, is currently going under... Uh, severe weather, um, thunderstorms, and uh, oh Christ, these people! Yeah, so if you hear thunder in the background, that is not her, you know, activating Frankenstein or anything, <laughs> or uh, yeah. <laughs> So, at this point, I want to talk about different kinks that might be considered weird. Do you know of any? Um, the one I told you about yesterday might be a little bit weird. Well, you told me, and not our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Touche I said that to you a while ago didn't I Yeah uh, oh, The thing where um, I said that I like to Shave my pussy every now and then Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah and, and, and That's something that's going to come up In the future episode Also manscaping and Womanscaping you know I actually Had to look that term up <laughs> the female version of manscaping yeah, is womanscaping. I never saw a man so disappointed in my life. <laughs> about? 
right a, a term i mean you it shouldn't have surprised you that if it was manscaping that it would be womanscaping too but <laughs> well no but well okay maybe my rationale is that you know manscaping is such a new term i didn't think that it was applied to women because for as long as i know women have been doing that sort of thing I think it was only in the 70s that women didn't take care of their bodily hair. Isn't it true? Well, I don't know. I mean, I was just a kid in the 70s, so I didn't really pay attention. I, um, you were just born in 1970, weren't you? Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Granted, you, it was the end of 1970, when, but it was 1970. When you were born, I was 11 years old. No, yeah, 11. Okay, so at that time, you didn't even have hair um, on actually, your body. I mean, actually, you were just a I little did. kid. Actually, you did? At 11, I had um, I had hair. I, my body matured fast. I oh. Had, I had tits. I had titties when I was 10. Okay. About as big as I've got them now. Now, were your... Uh, I mean, was it bother... Oh, I mean, did they bother you? In the sense that, I mean, were... Your schoolmates or, or 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 friends always coming up to you and poking them uh, or whatever. Uh, yeah, I had uh, I had one girl. Uh, she used to <laughs> she used to uh, come and um, take her arm and lift one of them up, and she'd say, "Lift." <laughs> and I wanted to kill her. But mostly what I hated about it was that I had to start wearing brassiers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that brings us to the original question. I mean, did you start, I mean, did you shave back then? Um, if not your pussy, then your legs. Uh, I, I started shaving my legs when I was 13. Uh, I started started shaving under my arms when I was 12. 12? Yeah. Now, was that... Now, why did you do that? Did you do that because your mom told you you had to? Did you do it because that was what society expected of you? Um, the hair under my arms was growing... Uh, it, it was growing out and, mm -hmm. um... I was afraid that uh, I was going to start sweating and start smelling. Okay. And, I mean, yeah, I used deodorant, but, you know, a okay. kid, that, that kid that age is self-conscious about everything, so. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, for what it's worth, I shave under my arms. Not because I'm embarrassed of the hair or anything. But I like the antiperspirant I use to actually stick. <laughs> you, um, uh, you're the only man that I know of that that does that. Right. Uh, most oh. men I know just let it go on, grow on out there. 
Yeah, and 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 up until lately, I was like that. I just let it keep going. Uh, but like I said, I noticed that when I started using antiperspirant, um, it was easier to apply the antiperspirant and longer lasting. If you didn't if, have all that fuzz. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's it's hardly a fuzz. It was downright rosebush. Um, but yeah. But you see how things like that would have been considered kinky way back when. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's just mainstream. I mean, everybody does it. From wrestlers to the average Joe walking down the street. Yeah. I mean, hell, it used to be taboo for a person, for a woman to walk with the skirt higher than her ankles. Oh, yeah. Granted, that was back in the 1800s, but still. I mean, that's the type of world we lived in. And the early 1900s. Was it the early 1900s that late? Yeah. I thought it was only in the 1800s. Okay. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. You live in in the south, in the... I don't know. Would ten would Knox well would Tennessee be considered the deep south? Uh, yeah, it's pretty deep as you can get. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, do you guys have cotillions and 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 stuff like that? Maybe the rich people do. <laughs> the rich know. people. You know, maybe I I don't know of anybody. I mean, I am dying to find out if Southerners still have those. Um. What are they called? Are they called petticoats? Oh, yeah, like a slip, a whole slip. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, if people wear dresses, they wear them. Right, but, right. You know, most everybody tends to go around in pants or shorts. Nowadays, yeah. yeah unless they're unless they got to dress up or want to dress up, but yeah, and I'm wondering if 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 cotillions still exist, whether people still use those formal Cinderella dresses where the skirts are so out and 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 they can't I, sit down or anything. I don't think so. I I, I don't think we do that anymore. But, right, right. Yeah, you know, they still wear dresses, but they don't go through all that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, nowadays most people just look for a dress for the wedding, and that's it. <laughs> Did you wear a white uh, a a gown to your wedding? Yeah, my first one. Um, I wore a burgundy gown. Uh huh. And what did you wear for all the other? Uh... Oh gosh, the second one I kind of dressed up a little bit. My did you? My mother and my aunts and my cousin, they found a dress to throw me in. <laughs> oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and then, and then uh, now when I married Willie, I dressed up too, even though we went down to the courthouse. <laughs> now, why did you, I mean, was there a reason why you did the courthouse instead of the church or... Have you grown? Well, you know, we just 
just didn't see any sense. And well, one thing didn't have the money to plan for a big church wedding. And well, no, nobody's talking I'll, about a big church wedding, I'll, but I'm trying to answer your question, right? And um, so you know, we just it was simplest just to go to the courthouse and do it. But we went to the courthouse with a big entourage of people. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. I mean, was it expensive back then? Uh, to go to the courthouse? Mm -hmm. to go? No, we just went and, you know, bought the license and, um, I mean, up here it's about seventy-five bucks for the marriage license. What's it, it like down there? It might be that now. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I back then, I it might have been fifty, but darn, that was way back in oh nine, oh oh nine. I can't remember. <laughs> right, right. And speaking of kings, I mean, some people move in together. I mean, that was considered taboo as well. Oh yeah. Living in sin. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'd love God to forbid. I'd I know. To, I'd love to live in sin. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know a lot of us do, but uh, <laughs> but essentially, yeah. I mean, living together in sin used to be so taboo. Now it's just commonplace. Yeah. In fact, a lot of people do it to avoid having to pay. Um, having to pay so much rent. Well, see, I wish that, um, and I'm being serious now. I, mm -hmm. I, I wish that um, Willie and I had um, lived together instead of getting married. Um, and I say that because um, when I married him. I lost ev all my benefits. I lost everything mm -hmm. except my disability, but I lost my uh, Medicaid. I lost food stamps. I lost, um, I lost it all. And um, because he was working, because he was working and what, what he made working and what we both Drew mm -hmm. uh, put us just enough over the limit to make the difference. Right. And, uh, but if I had just moved in with him, that wouldn't have happened. Now, did you still get your drugs covered, even though you you were just under the limit, oh, uh, over the limit, rather? Uh. Until I hit my donut hole, as they called it. Donut hole? Oh, well, that's what they call it when you hit the point where your insurance doesn't pay anymore for your drugs. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. They call it the donut hole. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the, uh, what do they call that, that term for the, uh, the first, thousand dollars you gotta pay or something like that oh yeah i know what you're talking about but i can't yeah i can't your, remember the term at the moment your, your copay yeah something like that yeah yeah something like that 
Wow, this is going to bug me all night now. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll come to me. But, yeah, I mean, it, you still had your medications covered up until uh, a certain point? Uh, yeah. Okay. And, I um, mean, my insurance, uh, I remember I had Humana at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, my insurance, they would pay up to a certain point. But then when I'd hit that donut hole, they mm -hmm. wouldn't. They wouldn't pay anymore, so I'd just be stuck without medicine. Wow, that's and and you know, and it's a lot of and and that's a big draw, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, a person doesn't just have to look at how much he's getting from them. He has to look at what he would have to pay out if he weren't getting any help from the government. For example, a person on our uh, disability, Ontario Disability Support Program, um, gets very little money per month. However, when you add that to all the money they have to pay in drug costs and various other benefits that would go away if you stopped receiving ODSP, then it would just cost you a, for a fortune. The average person couldn't afford it. They can't afford it here either. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, our drugs nor drugs aren't normally covered in uh, by insurance, are they? Uh. Yeah, it depends on the insurance you get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I'm on Medicare. Mm hmm And I'm also on Medicaid or TenCare, as they call it here in Tennessee. Mm hmm And when you're on both, um, you can get what's called a Medicare Advantage plan, where you get... Um, Things that Medicare cover, plus a few things like dental and vision and stuff like that, that they don't, that it doesn't cover. Mm -hmm. And um, so I get mine through United Healthcare. Right. And do you pay a lot in terms of drugs? Actually, no. Um, I pay like, uh, Anywhere between seven and eleven dollars a month. So that's and not. is that your copay or is that? Oh, that's that's what I pay. Right, right, right. My, my insurance pays the rest. If it didn't, I would be in trouble. Right, right. I mean, here we've got uh, something called the Trillium program, where uh, it goes by your income. Uh, if you make a certain amount, you have to pay a certain amount before the program will cover the rest of your costs. Uh, um, I want to, for some reason, I want to call it a deposit, but I don't think that's what it is. Your copay? That's no, it's not even a copay. Um, Copays here aren't usually covered, uh, aren't usually charged. 
Oh, rather. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, uh, the copay here isn't usually charged. They used to charge it, but then they realized how much money they make on the drugs. So there's no point in charging. Even the copay was just a couple of bucks. Um, you know, you and and I got shit for this the other day because a friend of mine was talking to me about watching the program and she was yelling at, at the program, Victor, it's this, 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 this is the term you're looking for. <laughs> I think it was during my friend's show when I was uh, reviewing the friend's show. And uh, <laughs> I'll bet she's screaming out at this point. Um, well, well, anyway. <laughs> I think we're diverging in a big way. <laughs> digressing, I rather. Think we've been digressing for a long time. Yeah, I know. Uh, sorry, somehow folks. We, somehow we went from kinks to insurance, and I'm, I'm not sure how we got there. Well, I mean, let's face it. I mean, drugs are pretty much the kinks of the insurance world. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you what. I'd, I'd love to take a cocktail of some kind that just made me super sensitive during sex. A cocktail? <laughs> well, Which cocktail would this be? I have no idea. Oh, come on. I thought you might know. <laughs> well, shit, if I knew that, then... You know, my sex life would have been improved about 30 years ago. <laughs> but uh, so you're saying you would take this cocktail and it would make you super sensitive. I said, I wish. <laughs> oh, you wish. Oh, shit. I didn't say there was one. Sorry, folks. Today I am actually. Uh, I don't know. I'm wearing my stupid hat today. Uh, Monica was wearing it the other day. It looks so good on you too tonight. Does it? Yeah, you like the color. Yeah. 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 So what do you think of the brim? Is the brim okay? Hey, it it needs to it needs to go up just a little bit higher. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I seem to be misunderstanding Monica all day today. Uh, for some reason. Yeah, he understood me so good that he didn't he didn't even answer my email this morning. I did But you know I what? didn't get such an email. But you know what? He ignores me a lot and then he says he doesn't get my messages. <laughs> <laughs> he does that with my text. Now look, okay, look, look, look. <laughs> You're gonna get me in trouble, okay? You're gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> How am I getting you in trouble? I'm going to be the one you're in trouble with. I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, except other people might think, hey, maybe that's why he's not responding to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and no, folks, no, it's because I'm so busy. I just completely didn't look at my mail today. <laughs> busy. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I edited two shows today. Uh yeah, I I edited the show for tomorrow, and I edited the interview for Monday. 
and you guys should tune in tomorrow. We've got uh, um, we've got a romantic drama and a suspenseful a sp- suspenseful mystery on arts. Yeah. The afternoon radio theater Sunday. So you guys might want to tune in for that. Uh, the first one stars um, Betty Davis. And the and second one uh, features Alice Moorhead. Ag- Alice. Agnes Moorhead. Agnes Sorry. Moorhead. <laughs> like I said, stupid hats. I, I'm wearing my stupid hat today. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We'll protect you. Okay. Um, so yeah, and on Monday we have an interview with Janet Brandley. Um, uh, and she tells a uh an interesting story about living in Edmonton, uh, Alberta, in here in Canada. And uh she pretty much confirms what they say uh, about Alberta. It's a complete falsehood. Um, I was told that the best place to go blind was Alberta and Ontario, but it seems that's not the case. Um, Adrian kind of dispelled that rumor, uh, and Janet pretty much confirmed it. It's not so great to live in Alberta. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there. So you guys might want to check out that interview. But getting back to kinks, <laughs> well, speaking of which, anybody ever try fucking a hose? Uh. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I heard how that sounds. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, did you really? I mean, come on. You're not just saying that. No. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. How did it feel? Well, see, what I thought was that I could take my grandpa's hose pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's what we call it down here, hose pipe. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and uh, I should say garden hose for... Um, well, yeah, because your grandpa's hose pipe kind of seems incestuous. <laughs> <laughs> no. And isn't that the <laughs> the common thing down south? <laughs> no. Well, they say incest is best, relatively speaking. <laughs> oh, come on. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You were saying? Fuck your relative. <clears throat> well, uh, no. Okay. Go on. <laughs> um, oh, now I lost my thought for real. Um, uh-huh. uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Your what grandpa's I, what uh, I garden hose. His garden hose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I thought was if I put the nozzle inside me, uh, and then I squeeze, squeeze the little trigger on the nozzle. That's what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And when it squirted water up in me, I could pretend that um, it was a dick that was coming. 
<laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Isn't that considered <laughs> douching? <laughs> I, well, sort of, but not quite. <laughs> I mean, isn't that I mean, the industrial version? Douchen, the water comes right back out. <laughs> really? I mean, you know, um, God, that's something I haven't done in years. What, douching? Yeah. <laughs> huh. I had a girlfriend who used to dish with vinegar, uh, douche, rather, with vinegar. Vinegar and water? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was interesting because every time I ate her out, it I, it felt like I was eating a salad. I figured you were going to say it felt like you were eating a pickle. <laughs> well, no. How could it do that? Well, if she if you were tasting vinegar, you know. Well, well, okay, but I would think. Yeah, no, I can't see it. I mean, on top of everything, I mean, her uh, her clip was so tiny it was unbelievable. I mean, if if you if you didn't look just right, you'd miss it. <laughs> so I, I, while a normal clip would feel like <laughs> a fickle, not necessarily no, this one. No, I I didn't mean what it felt like. I was going by what it tasted like. Oh, no, no, definitely not a pickle. <laughs> Way no. <laughs> I mean, I usually, I mean, okay, no, never mind. <laughs> um, speaking of pickles, there's a kink. Fucking yourself with a pickle or cucumber. I've done that. Which one, the pickle or the cucumber? Uh, well... I've done both, actually. Uh, okay. I, I I I like to do the cucumber just just because uh, I would try to get one of those big fat ones, and uh, well, not the biggest ones, but mm -hmm. uh, one that would look like a you know a good sized cock, mm -hmm. and um. I would do that, but then I like to try it with a pickle because pickles get bumps on them. Okay. Like, you know, you buy some dill pickles or sweet pickles or what mm -hmm. have you, and, you know, you, you'll find that they've got bumps on them. Ridges, yeah. And I thought those bumps felt good going in and out. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd imagine I'd imagine there are, there are curved ones too that you can use, but those are really tiny, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, those those you have to enjoy finger fucking. Well, I don't. Uh, I didn't do the tiny ones because I was afraid I'd get them lost up in there. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is that, <laughs> isn't there? Sure, not going to the emergency room to get a pickle took out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. I'm sure you could stick a finger to retrieve it or something. I know in my luck, I'd push it farther back in there. <laughs> so the question is, would you eat the pickle afterwards? Um, You know, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Now, see, I find that strange because I would. Well, I guess you would, but I just didn't want to eat my own.
juices. I don't know why, but um, yeah. And you know, I had except one time, one uh -huh. time I did it. Right. And um, and the reason I did it was because I had um, a couple of partners who told me I tasted sweet. Oh, and were they right? <laughs> well, um, I oh, could, come on, Monica, I, don't mince words now. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm not. I'm just trying to think about it um, because to me, it didn't taste that sweet. But, right. But I could see why they said it. Because what, okay. I consider, what I would think of when they said it was tasted sweet, I was thinking sweet, sweet. but Like cookie. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. But it wasn't that kind of sweet. It was, I mean, just had a hint of sweetness to it. Right. So they were, they were speaking more metaphorically. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that is disappointing when a person speaks metaphorically, and 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 you think, and then you find out it is metaphoric and not realistic. Well, I, th I think the I think the person that said it actually uh -huh. meant it, but I had the wrong idea of of what they meant. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I've had my, I, I've tasted my own cum, and I, you know, I didn't notice anything different or weird. I thought it was kind of tasteless and bland, but maybe others thought differently. I don't know. Or well, they do say that your juices change. Uh, taste depending on what you're into. Well, I know that I don't like to um, drink a man who has been drinking. Mm -hmm. um, it gets thick and nasty, and then it to me it tastes like the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if it's a man that hasn't been drinking, I can get down on it. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, because oh, I remember one time I went, oh, I went, I went down on a man, and it was so good. He tasted like he tasted like he had poured hot pepper in it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, it, it. Now that is not something I expected had that pepper taste to it i was happy <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean let's take a, a a few minute break and see if anybody's left any comments oh sorry here let me oh okay rebecca says hi guys and i'd like to say hi too but um Becca, you were supposed to join us. Um, 
at least that's what I put in the description because you said you were going to join us. But I guess um, maybe, maybe she just meant that she was going to join. Watch, maybe going to be listening. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, showing up, Becca. I appreciate you watching. Even though we digressed, I hope we didn't bore you too much. Um, if you still want to come on, Becca, I did send you the join link in your email. I sent it to info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com. So um, there you go. If you're Bye. feeling up to it. Sorry? Butterfly Enterprises? Blue Butterfly Enterprises. Yeah. What's That's that? the name of, of Rebecca's company. What does she sell? Uh, she's actually a motivational speaker and um, oh. and life coach. It, and... Sounded, it sounded like a product. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's, it's more of a service thing. Oh. More okay. of a service business. Um, she actually does quite a bit of, uh, work there. And she also wrote a, a, a few books. She's also an author. Um, two, her books are available on Audible, but if you, uh, email her info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com and, uh, tell her Victor sent you, uh, she can send you a copy of her book uh free of I'm, charge i'm afraid to tell her you sent me because that might just she might say he sent her i ain't going ah uh, yeah she may <laughs> hold it against you that's true yeah <laughs> there you go uh, <laughs> you know i completely forgot that little tidbit but uh <laughs> uh but hey try it who knows maybe she'll have pity on your soul <laughs> he might yeah somebody <laughs> needs to have pity on it <laughs> yeah at, at the very least yeah so um so again you know we're talking about kinks uh for those who are just joining us we're talking about kinks and fetishes and um monica and i were just talking about uh eating our own uh juices so to speak um a pussy juice and semen um and that would have been considered fetishistic and kinky at one point or another um, in the past. Now it's not so much. They've even come up with a name for it. Uh, I think for the men, it's creamy. Doing a creamy, I think it's called. Oh, no, wait. No, I, I, mis I made a mistake. That's when the woman takes your cum in her mouth and then she gives it back to you when she kisses you. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, that's called a creamy. Have you I, ever done that? I've done that, but then I wondered how the man could stand it. What do you mean? Um, taking his own cum back in his mouth. Okay, what, why did you think that way? Um, I'm, I'm not sure, except that it just seemed like it was, uh, would have been kind of gross, but maybe not. 
Well, I mean, look at it this way. You you kiss your partner anyway, so saliva shouldn't be a, an issue you have to worry about. And you eat her juices, so that shouldn't be an issue you have to worry about. Um, and like I said, I mean, having a, having a kink means you should be comfortable with your kink or any part of your body. I've always felt that way. That if you're going to enjoy sex, you should enjoy your body. Yep. Every part of it. Because enjoying your body is important to having sex. Otherwise, you can't enjoy all the feelings there are with having uh, a healthy sex life. Because in the end, you're doing yourself a disservice. How do you feel about it, Monica? I have a very unhealthy sex life. <laughs> okay, and look, lack of a sex life is not unhealthy sex life. Oh, well, it's pretty unhealthy to me. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Uh, Touche. But I still, lack of? <laughs> well, I happen to know otherwise, so thanks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, you want a healthy, a healthy sex life, um, be it alone or with a partner or with multiple partners, for that matter. And... Um, like I said, being comfortable with your body as well as the people you're with is very important because in the end, it's what uh, brings you out of your shell and makes you more accepting of what is about to happen to you. Uh, knowing what you like and what you don't like, where you draw the line and various other issues, that's what's important. And it's always best to communicate that with your partner or partners. I well, did, yeah, yeah, I'm, I do mean I'm partners. Just, I'm not going to have too many partners at one time. <laughs> well, and that's just it, you know. I mean, I some mean, people can do the whole polyamorous thing, some people can do threesomes and foursomes. Um, do you think you could do an orgy? That's the same thing in my book. Actually, it isn't. If you have I don't think four, it is. If you have I don't three think or it four is. people and, and you're trying to screw them all three or four, then... <laughs> well, yeah, but that's just it. You're not doing all of them at the same time. For example, an orgy would be a couple of, uh, well, a couple of pairs of people, and they're fucking each other in the same room. But then when they're done with their partners, they come to oh, your partner and you go to their out. partner. Yeah, switch out. <laughs> yeah, it's swapping. Um, I think it's called. Now, that is something we might at some point want to get into. There are actual um, parties, in at least in the bigger cities, 
that do those kinds of things openly. Um, and then I guess they're more secretive in the smaller towns because everybody knows what everybody else is doing at every other time. <laughs> I mean, when I was out West, everybody knew everybody. <laughs> so, um, sounds like you were down here <laughs> in Knoxville. Really? At, or I mean, I'm talking about in the South. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. Oh, see, you didn't even drop by and see me. Well, see, you know what? That's interesting because I'm, I'm, I just thought about what you said, and I'm think I can't help but think how um, some men only want to fuck a southern girl um. because they're in love with their accents or with their drawl, so to speak. Well, I declare, sir. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I didn't say I was in love with and the you, southern accent. And you didn't say you weren't, neither. True that. <laughs> but there are women, or men rather, who actually prefer that because that's their kink. They oh, actually yeah. prefer a southern uh a southern drawl with their women. Actually, I've met those. Oh, your accent sounds so sexy. And that's okay, but I hope they like something else about me. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, the fact that you have giant tits kind of helps a lot, too. You've never seen them. <laughs> Well, you just admitted it. What, uh, 20 oh, minutes ago? Oh, Lord, yeah, let me shut my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. you, you can't expect to tell everybody you had tits when you were 11 and not expect to be I called out them. on it. I had them when I was 10. That early? Yeah. That's and they were to, huge at that start, point. I had to start wearing brassiers. And the brassiers I wore at that age were too little for me. Too little? Yeah, I mean too little in the cups. Oh, I see. Okay. So I. Well, let me ask you. Hold on. Let me ask you something. Is um. I mean, was, did that affect your back at all? Um, I think it probably still does. It does, right? I now that I'm older, yeah. Yeah. Now, at that age, if it did, I didn't pay attention to it. Right, right. That's interesting. Because I actually knew a woman uh, growing up, a neighbor of mine who also had large breasts. And she had to get breast reduction surgery because it was hurting her back so bad. So, yeah. Um, having said that, I mean, talking about another, um, kinky fetish, titty fucking. I mean, who doesn't love a good titty fucking every once in a while? I, 
I don't mind if a man does it, but to me, I don't get anything out of it. You don't? But at all? if it pleases my partner, I'll stand on my head and swing upside down. But, you know. It's not something you'll particularly enjoy. Yeah. I mean, you know, but if my partner likes it, then. <laughs> well, uh, hold on. I, I, I think I think this should help us lead into the uh, the next part of our, our conversation how do you discuss with your partner that you have this kink or any kink for that matter or desire or fetish i think it depends on the partner explain um because i've had some partners uh not necessarily husbands uh, I've had some partners that uh, I could tell them about any kind of kink I had. And, you know, they'd be wanting to try it. Or <laughs> and, right. And, uh, but then there's others where um, you got criticized no matter what door you took. So Because sex is a requirement. Well, on the, well with that one, yeah. 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 Um, but then there was um, another one um, that I had, my second husband, as a matter of fact, who mm -hmm. um, you just didn't do anything like that unless you were in the bed. Right. I mean, you didn't take a shower together. You didn't, you know. So if you were on the couch and you want to get fucked you couldn't do it on the couch and no wow okay okay he wouldn't i mean it, he didn't want to put his braille monitor down long enough for that <laughs> 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 but that's about what it but about. you know what it it it's it's uh, sometimes sad when you come up to a person like that i mean it's sad to say that at one point, I wasn't able to talk about my kinks and fetishes with Annabelle um, because I just felt so uh, bad whenever she criticized it. And so I just stopped talking to her about it. Um, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. And and that's not the type of environment you want to hope for. You want an accepting partner who, granted, she may not like the same kink or she may not uh, approve of your kink, but at the very at the very least, she accepts the fact that it's there and she doesn't criticize you or make you feel bad about it. Um. And, of course, trust is a big thing. You have to trust that your partner is not going to ridicule you or, or shame you into feeling bad about your kink or fetish. Um, that's definitely something that you do not approach your partner with unless you absolutely trust them. And by absolutely trusting them, I mean give them your bank account passwords and everything. 
So, like I said, I mean, there's nothing more devastating than someone you love telling you, well, how bad you are. Yeah. Yeah, it can beat you down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a secret that I've told everybody that I had a girlfriend that told me I had a really nubby penis or, or a nubby dick, to use the proper terminology she used. And... Um, You know, I've never lived that down. I've never gotten over that. Um, I would never say something like that to a, to a man. I mean, I've had, I, I, I've had men that yes had very small ones, mm -hmm. but I would never say anything like that to make them feel inadequate. Bad, yeah, inadequate. Yeah, exactly, of, yeah, exactly. Just, and you know what? In the end, it doesn't matter if this. Oh, I was just angry, or, or I just said that because I was angry. Well, no, because if you say that when you're angry, that's when you should believe it, because that's when they're telling you the truth. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like I had uh, my first husband. He told me I had a big pussy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I said, and you're comparing it to what? <laughs> <laughs> because I was the first woman he'd been with. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, said, oh, and I know it's big. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. It's sad that you find a partner and then it turns out that partner is not everything you hope for. Well, and, and I said to him, well, maybe you should stay out of it then. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, we're talking about, for those who are just joining us, we're talking about kinks and fetishes. And, uh, you know, how some partners don't always accept your kinks and fetishes for what they are. Like I said, I mean, having open conversations with your partners about these kinks and fetishes is key to a healthy sex life. What? At the very least, to opening up about your life and how you feel. One of my fetishes was that I like to... Um... Um, I like to try to have sex with the bedpost. <laughs> the bedpost? Yeah, the bed rails. The the uh, uh, Did you have a for a uh, uh, a bedpost? I uh, in some instances, yeah. Really? And. Uh, <laughs> And when I was, uh, when I was, um,
Because I have to, okay, listen, I have to tell you, I'm remembering the bed posts on my parents' bed. And that was pretty big. Yeah. And and I used to try to. You used to try to write, mount it. Yeah. Wow. Were you successful? Uh, not too much. Okay. So would you say you enjoyed the rubbing against it? Um, Wait, I, no, I, sorry. I, I should ask you how many times you tried it. <laughs> I don't think I tried it too many times because it didn't do what I was hoping it would do. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I didn't know about the clit at that time. Uh, and of course. Well, how old were you? So I didn't. Um, you know, I didn't know about the clit at that time. I knew, you know, I could kind of make it feel good down there, but a, a little bit, but, uh, well, how old were you? I thought that the hole was where the big thing was. And so I would try my best to sit on that bedpost. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and get it up in there, but it just wouldn't go. <laughs> so how old were you when you tried this? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe 15, 16. Really? And at that point, you didn't know that you had a clip. Or yeah. at least you knew it was there. No, Just not I, what it did. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know what. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't know what that little thing was for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Know. I mean, did you guys not have sex education in schools back then? Well, we did. In uh, in fact, my senior year of high school, that was the first year they taught sex education. Oh really? And um, but they didn't cover uh, anything like the clit or anything that made it feel good. Now, was this back in? Um, I forget what town you were born in. I was born in Smithville, but no, this was in Nashville at the School for the Blind. Oh, oh. So did they not feel that sex education was important? Yeah, they were starting to. That's why they had it that year. But they didn't. But, you know, they taught the, the dynamics, the scientific stuff that, you know, they didn't they didn't teach you about, uh, you know, what made it feel good, what made it not feel good, that kind of thing. OK, OK. Yeah, that is disappointing. I mean, if you had kids, would you want your kids to learn that sort of thing? Um, well, I guess I would now because they're going to learn it from somewhere. Um, right. That's just the way that's just the way it is. I mean, so would you want them to learn it in school? I would rather them learn it from me 
and my partner than learn it in school, but it wouldn't it wouldn't make me mad if they learned it in school. Yeah. Okay. But I would want to make sure that I was the one that taught them. Right. So you would actually have that talk with your kids. Oh yes. Right. And that goes a long way to making your kids or helping your kids be comfortable with their bodies and, and their sex life. Um, like I said, I mean, when we had our talk with Aaliyah, um, or at least when we had our talk with her when she was older, we offered to buy her a dildo. Um, she declined, probably out of embarrassment, but still. <laughs> I can just, I can just hear my daddy offering to buy me a dildo. I mean, <laughs> so what? You think that was a bad idea? Uh, well, n no, but I mean, I just when I picture my daddy trying to do that, I just never, I can't get a picture of that. <laughs> well, yeah, and and then and and you know what? That's the thing. You teach your kids that. You want them to feel good. Oh. That sex isn't there for just procreation. Sex is there for enjoyment. When I, when my poor old daddy found out, or when he thought I was pregnant, mm -hmm. uh, that broke his heart. So I can't imagine him offering to get me a dildo. <laughs> Well, I mean, do you and think I, I have a do you think I have a point though? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, I'm not. I, you I just mean, can't picture it in your dad. Yeah, I mean, you know, because uh, just the way he was, and and you know, uh, daughters don't can do no wrong in their daddy's eyes. I mean, that just. Um, especially one that's never been out and about and daddy daddy was really overprotective of me i know uh when i was 15 mm -hmm. um this guy wanted to take me out riding and um daddy wouldn't let me go <laughs> yeah 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 and uh, well, that's unfortunate. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been on for almost an hour and a half, so we are going to call it here. I hope you guys enjoyed what we talked about. I know we digressed a little bit. Okay, we digressed a lot. <laughs> but, um, you know, like I said, join us tomorrow for the uh, afternoon Radio Theater Sunday. And uh, don't forget to check us out and check out the interview with Janet Brandley on Monday. Excuse Wait me. Wait a minute before you sign off. Yes, ma'am. Fellow. Yes. We heard a lot about my kinks and my fetishes, but we didn't hear that much about yours. Okay. Um. I used to enjoy anal play. In fact, I used to, when I was younger, 
we had one of those classic clawfoot bathtubs. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was stand up by itself and mm-hmm. at that point in that shower uh, sorry in that bathtub we didn't have a shower to it. So we had to take baths there. Um and they were lovely to recline in. I'm well, telling you. They yeah. Sure were. <laughs> yeah. Well, I found out that I I enjoyed feeling something in my ass. So I really got into sticking the plunger handle up my ass. Okay. I I, I just wish that you would have had something more sanitary uh, sanitary than that old thing but what do you mean sanitary well i mean they... you mean vanilla no oh okay I'm talking oh oh i see you mean like shit a, <laughs> you're talking about plunger, shit because it's a plunger handle <laughs> and you know the people i'm sure that handled it didn't wash their hands before they <laughs> handled it I, true. I, That's I just, true. But no, I, I made sure to wipe it off. I, I just well, I'm sure you did afterward, but did No, you? I did before that too. Come on. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, I didn't know how old you were. I mean <laughs> uh, Well, yeah, okay. I, I, I just it was my late teens, early twenties. I just hated hate the thoughts of that going up. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, I I mean, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um it used to be fun to impale myself on that and you know, just have it going in and out of me while I was uh jerking off. Um my orgasms would be very intense. I bet they were. Yeah. Yeah. Um Sadly, I never got off on jerking off uh, to naked Barbie dolls. Uh, but, um, yeah, that anal play was one heck of a doozy of a, uh, of enjoyment for me. <clears throat> hey, now. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, there you have it. Another episode of Snap uh, Gone in the Books. And uh, make sure to tune in next week when we'll be talking. What are we talking about next week? I had it in my head. Oh, yeah. Polly, Polly, Polly. What was it? No, we're going to talk about manscaping and womanscaping. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, that's what we did say. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about the other thing. Yeah, no. The polyamory we will talk about at some point. Uh, but next week we'll be talking about manscaping and womanscaping, and I will actually have a video of me uh, waxing my chest for the first time to show you guys what's involved. <laughs> um, I've never actually done this, um, 
And if you ever watched that movie, What Women Want, with Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt, um, you guys know how painful it is. <laughs> or what they... Um, <laughs> yeah, what they uh, said, uh, it was painful. Anyway, well, I'm going to apparently do that, and I will be airing the video on the show. So uh, you guys can enjoy that or not. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, guys, thanks for joining us on this, this week's Snap. Uh, remember to like, share, and subscribe. And uh, remember, a healthy sex life is a healthy life. Thanks for coming, folks. Hang on before you go. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. <laughs>